Hello, people, and welcome to a new episode of Conspiracy 420. But this is a very, very different episode than our other conspiracy. We have a great special guest, a graffiti pioneer. Um, we have a guy, a legendary guy, Al Davis. How you doing, brother? Diaz. 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 I, I was thinking of the jazz museum, Al Davis. <laughs> <laughs> But we have Al Diaz, a pioneer graffiti, a guy that did it all. You're a legend, man. You're like, dude, this is like, I'm like geekified meeting you right now. <laughs> He's actually humble. No, I'm humble. <laughs> I'm to the point that I wanted to puke before the show. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, this is like, a, this is kind of a homecoming for you, Al, right? I mean, you grew up in this neighborhood, I grew right? up uh, down the block. I went to school across the Caddy Corner from where we're sitting. Right. Same building right there, same bridges. Right. right. Eight years, Catholic okay. school. I was baptized, confirmed, and communed in that church right there, there over my shoulder. Uh, I lived on this block, and for many, I don't know. On 7th Street? On 7th Street. Many uh, moves. On this particular 7th Street. Right. But uh, before that, I, I was, when I was a kid, I originally lived down at the, on Avenue D in 7th Street and 90 Avenue D. Oh, okay. Is that the uh, Jacob Reese? Jacob Reese yeah. House. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, this run here, this strip right here. Yeah. I've walked up this strip a million times, right? a million times. and I, I we didn't have a gym. And St. Bridges didn't have a gym. Yeah. So uh, Tompkins Square Park was our gym. Oh yeah, you would use that field, the baseball field, and all that stuff, yeah, right? The whole park. The whole park. Wow. Because yeah. I mean, you know. But this is yeah. This is my. This is my. This is where I'm from. You coming here a lot? I still come around. I don't. I come as much as I used to. Um, a lot of a lot has changed as we. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's still. I mean, this place has been here. This particular bar, Bayzac Lounge, been here has been here since before I was born. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, okay, there you go. Because I I would sit up um, in any one of those classrooms facing over here and and see. Bayzac Hall catering. I wonder catering. what I was wondering what catering was. I had no idea what catering was. I was wow. a kid, little kid. But yeah, so I saw I was from that from the, one of the classrooms. I, I looked at this at the billboard on the side for eight years of my life. Wow. So yeah. I got something that my we graduated from the same high school. City at school. I graduated from City at. Yes. Boston Street. No, no. When I went there, it was on Clarkson Street. It was on Street. Clarkson. It's yeah. still on Clarkson. Yeah. But when I went there, it was uh, it was in it was a brownstone building on Skirmer Road in Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 That is Brooklyn Heights near Court Street. Yeah. The building is still there, but I it looks kind of it looks uh, uh, unoccupied. I'm not sure what's yeah. going on. They're not using it. I, I don't know who owns it. The, the the board of education might own it. I don't know. Yeah. They might have leased it. I don't know. I don't know. I can find out. But it's a, a valuable piece of property. Sure. And yeah. it's still there. It's yeah. still there. I, I went. I went to that school. I went to the one on Carson Street, right. and I graduated there. Like my final year, I just I got into a hump, and the the, the, the counselor said, "Go to City High School. You're gonna work. You're gonna go be an intern in these different companies, and then you're gonna um, come to class twice a week and do whatever. And then you're gonna take a test, and that's the way it went. And that's how precisely what it is. I still go there. I do. I do like. Um, 
I guess like mentorship or whatever. Not really mentorship. I go there as a, as an alumni. You know, they yeah. ask me to come and I talk to kids in the in this particular program that they have called Mad Motivation, is, right? Yeah, or talk to them about doing art and the you know the struggles, but all this stuff, just reality. I, I tell them about my experience, really. Wow. It's very cool because I I get you know I get to connect with with. with Kids that remind me of myself when I was in. in so I went to high school of art and design for three years. Ago. But I was a graffiti writer. I, yeah. was like, so I, I became more and more into spending more time writing, you know, hanging out in the subways yeah, instead yeah, of going. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and everything that goes with it now instead you, of going to school. Like you said, um, I, I know down here when you were a young kid, graffiti was not happening. It really wasn't any. Not graffiti. in the Lower East Side. Yeah, um, I was in. You, wasn't the uh, the Upper West Side like Washington? Well, Heights, Washington Heights, that? up northern Manhattan, all the yeah. way uptown, all the way 180s, right. you, you had some connections. I had with that a, my earlier, cousin right? Gil lived up there. He grew up with Snake and Stitch and those guys that were yeah. like the first. You know, after Taki 183, the first generation of yeah. of writers and. What they were doing was very different from anything I'd ever seen kids doing in the LES, and I was attracted to it. I wanted, I wanted, you know, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like a, a, a ball player or, a, or you weren't a jock. I, I wasn't a jock or, or, or in a gang or whatever. So it was like were looking, for looking for an identity. Yeah, yeah sure. Twelve years old, typical kid. And yeah, and I said that shit looks cool to me. So, so I, so I started. You know, I had already had a name. Bomb one. How did you come up with that name? My friend Mickey Kansko, who I grew up, who I've known since since kindergarten, but we went to he went to St. Bridges also. Right. He gave me that name because I had a tendency to panic and blow up. more than that, yeah, all kinds of shit. But I was like, ah, you know, like nuts. That's fucking great. So he called me Bomb, and I Bomb one. I just I added the ones because. Generally, all graffiti names are followed by a number of some sort. Yeah, your building, your number, yeah. or your street, street number. Street number yeah. And in this case, it was one the first. Now, so, you, where did you? Where's the first place you tagged? Yeah, that's what I want to know. know. <laughs> your what, what was the well, first place? I got my notebook. I don't and what know. was it? What did you tag? Did you just put your name, or did you do some kind of auto? You just no, tagged no, your name. I tag. It was just a tag. B O M B. Yeah. And then if you. If you and I tried to make it look slick, you know, like with some style. Yeah. But of course, in the beginning, it was it, it was kind of corny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I, I, over the years, you know, I, I was looking at other graffiti and trying to emulate like something that I thought looked cool. Right. And over the years, it got really nice. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's like anything. You practice, practice, practice. So I, I so I basically imported it from or exported it from Washington Heights. Yeah, 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 that was very few. That was, and did yeah. you kind of did you kind of recruit kids? Down yeah, there, well, by we the way? did. Yeah. We did yeah. actually recruit. Like, yo, you should do this. You know, like. <laughs> but you and did we, a bunch of train. Like, you did some. Well, that was later. Yeah, for train. And yeah, I was yeah. like, my God! Like, how long did I? How do you guys do that? And what do you go to the, go to the layup yard? tracks? Well, okay. or, or the yards. You go to the yards. And we and back then you could do it. Now you know this. There's, there's all kinds of surveillance and yeah. security I, I systems. Went, I, I actually went a few times. I never tagged anything, but I knew guys that did. Yeah. And I went to a couple of places, in like like the Van Wick yards. Yeah. Van Wick was. Well, I, I got chased by Godwood. I got the hell out. This was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in the '80s. But in the '80s, it was already hot. Yeah, yeah. When we were doing it, it was the early '70s. No, yeah. There, there was nothing was watching a, those things. Well, right? there was. They, the they started getting. Yeah, but not like. No, 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 no. no, no. no. 
No. There were even guys that were tagging garbage trucks at one point. Yeah. I remember everything. Is, garbage truck it makes makes a lot of has a, a big route. So yeah. anything that was city property was was fair game. Yeah. Garbage trucks, buses, even regular truck trucks. As a matter of fact. In the first taking of the Pelham, uh, taking of the movie, the taking of the Pelham one two three, yeah. they used clean train. All of the V riders yeah. wanted to see their name on the train. Yeah, and we were all very disappointed because they used clean trains because they didn't want to promote the sh graffiti. But there's the one scene where the cops are bringing the money down to the, you know, and it's yeah, supposed to meet. I know the movie well. And yeah. it, a, a truck stops right in front of the cop car in, in traffic, Midtown. Yeah, it's like a park right there. Or something yeah, like right that. there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's my name, Bob Morning Snake, my partner, Snake Juice. <laughs> on the fucking wow. I got that, I got the that rent, DVD on the watch. On the Hertz rented truck. So we're like, yes, yes. Whoa. That is awesome. It was great. It was I got a, that movie at home. Oh I'm going to check God. it out. I never noticed that. I never noticed that. So, um, you know how this neighborhood has changed from the shit, there was, this was a shithole back in the day. But it was the kind of neighborhood that you didn't move to. You yeah. moved out of the right. Nobody wanted to move It wasn't there. a destination. It was like not it a now. destination. It was a very dangerous neighborhood. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Everybody carried a knife or a weapon of some oh, kind. Remember you how, did. Do, Everybody you, had do, a knife. do you remember how Avenue A was assault, Avenue B was batteries, yeah. C was uh, crazy, like that, they had names. D was death. D, D, D was dead. D was dead. <laughs> D was dead. I always A your adventure and B your brain. Yeah, yeah, C yeah, your crazy and D your dead. There's a variations on the yeah. A, B, C, and D. That's funny. But the way we saw it was like Village View was like, that was like, that's where the white people live. Yeah, that's because yeah, yeah. that's because this is the hood down here. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was. And the East Village, I guess. It was, uh, yeah, Avenue A. That like a lot of Polish kids and stuff like that Polish lived up Polish, here. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Ukrainians. Oh yeah, that was and it was a different feel. And it was four blocks. And so you went from difference. you walked four blocks, and it was like a different world. Oh yeah. Plus the precincts are over there. And the Hell's Angels. You know that the Hell's Angels. They always always had th a third street, yeah. but they had a, they they used to have a a um, community board meeting at the BBR. The, yeah, the board, you know the BBR on Sixth yeah. Street. Uh -huh. It's like a boys club. Anyway, the Hell's Angels had a representative in the fucking community board, bro. The yeah, they had to show up and they had to. They had so, to. You know that's how it was. That's how entrenched. They that's were how right. entrenched in the community. But this shit was real. There was people getting thrown off rooftops. Oh. No, I, I heard the cops I heard the didn't want to fucking come to Avenue. There was static on that. The cops were like, "I ain't going there. You want to go there? Let me tell you. I have a family member that worked for a few people when they started buying the building. He was part of the cleanup crew. They would take these abandoned buildings. They would just beat the living shit of the people living there to get them out. Then they would the squatters. They would board. They would board the building and do all kind of if shit. They were squatters and, and they beat the shit. And they were they were getting paid a lot of money to do. Somebody had a lot of money yeah. and wanted these buildings made, and it was crazy. I have a guy that worked with those people for years. There was wow. empty lots, bro. It looked like the South Bronx. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I was there remember that. Buildings. There was a, it was right right here where there's that doorman building across yeah. the street. Oh yeah. You know the door I remember, yeah. but first of all, the, the, there was this, this guy here, and the, there used to be a motorcycle gang here. For, what the fuck was that those guys called? The, the newcomers. The newcomers. The newcomers. Their first clubhouse was right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that. One of those gangs. 
And then they moved over to 13th and 12th Street. They used to hang out in the place called the Dugga. It was Pit Stop. Yeah, the Pit Stop. Pit stop. I remember yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know the, the, that club? They beat the living crap out of the guy, the owner, because he thought he was a motorcycle guy. He wasn't. And they beat the guy up. They beat the living shit out of the guy. Then the guy took it, sold, sold the ball. Wow. Got the hell out of there. Right, the dugout, the pit stop. Yeah. There used to be a cabbie hangout, too. Yeah, then it became the looking glass. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it had that, that weird, like, Bavarian front. It looked yeah. like a cabbie. Yeah, like, like a, <laughs> it was, it was funny, a, man. It was originally a, a restaurant. Anyway, the the doorman building. Yeah. That lot, that was an empty lot from that ran from Seventh Street to Sixth Street. Yeah. And that was the world's largest open air drug market. Bro, I, I remember. Bro, it was huge. <laughs> it was. You go in there and there'd be like forty people selling shit. I remember I was fourteen and I bought this orange barrel sunshine and we tripped for two days. I was like, oh no, this shit's never gonna stop tripping. How about, how about all the places you know that lower the rope down? Yeah. Oh, well, that was later. That was later. That was, that was Later, but that was, yeah. It was when heroin, heroin was started. Heroin was big here. Oh yeah. This was the the biggest heroin market in the world. It, the Lower East Side was was like synonymous with drugs. Yeah. It was. I have I have you know friends that are that, that OD that were you know that were strung out when they were like 16. Yeah. It was you know it was this was no joke. No, it was not it was funny. Not, it was not it cute. Was, no, it, it was, was a fucking yeah. ass neighborhood. Yeah. A lot of people got you know a lot of the kids I grew up with in '90. The, the, the first building I lived in in yeah. Jacobs. Those dudes ended up like in the in the '80s. They were like all selling and using drugs. And they all like killed each other or they snitch each other out. But they're not in jail or they, they they're probably coming back home now. Yeah. But a lot of the CBS dead. guys are coming back. Can't be stopped. Really? Like, those guys are starting to come back home now. Yeah. And they've been locked yeah. up since the nineties. They're coming yeah. home now. So now they're coming years, back. Yeah. And they're coming home so and they're like looking at this shit like, like what yeah. the fuck's going on? These guys are either dead or they spend most of their life in, in, in jail. Yeah. And a lot of them ended up broke. Kids that I grew that we all grew up together started killing each other. Yeah. And it was all the drug game. So but early, or they you know, OD'd or something, but it was early on though. It, it, you know, when you started doing the graffiti, it, it wasn't that bad. No, no. Right. Well, it was. It was, it was bad. It was bad. It, was, it got it got worse in the seventies and into the eighties. Yeah. And then in the nineties, it was still tore up over here. Cause yeah. I, but in the nineties, I pers personally, I was I was strung out and I was coming down here yeah. to heroin. Right. But. Um, yeah, and it was still yeah. Avenue D was still you know oh, even though was Avenue D. the periphery was yeah, starting was to get gentrified. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. were people paying ladder rent. Yeah, I mean I yeah. I do remember the open air drug den right there, and I remember just you know the buildings being bombed out and homeless people setting fires and I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Remember the like tent city in oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a TP in there for oh, a minute. Yeah. Yes, remember? there was. Yes, my first apartment here was two hundred and fifty dollars a month because nobody wanted to live here. Yeah. And I was working at Webster Hall, and I said, that sounds great, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you worked at Webster Hall? Yeah, with a friend open. And this is me, the bad Geneva. What was Geneva? Did you know Geneva? I knew, uh, I knew Mitch. J, J, JC? Or was it JT or whatever? The guy in the back? Yeah, finding way. He was like a slightly, he was kind of like a spectrum-y guy. But G, uh, J, JT or something? Not like the that? guy that sold the stuff and the cigarettes in the bathroom. There was a guy that no, sold the cigarettes. No, he was a skinny kid. He was kind of, you know, loopy. Um, anyway. It was so long ago. I know the manager. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was, was a Webster Hall guy. Yeah. 
But a lot of people worked there. Yeah. So. There was a lot of people. There was this one blonde with big giant tits that was there forever. She never got, she just sold t-shirts in the back. That's what all the drives, sold t-shirts in the back. I was anyway, there a lot so, when it was the Ritz. That's always there. Yeah, the Ritz too. The Ritz, yeah, yeah. of course. The Ritz. When, when I was a kid, uh, St. Mark's, St. Mark's Church, you know St. Mark's yes, Church? Yeah, like We had a, a scout troop there. Uh, troop 222, 222. Yeah. And we we shared the room, the the meeting place, not on the same night, but yeah. they but they used the same air, uh, room for the Black Panthers and the Young Lords. Yeah. So they left all their newspapers and everything. So see the shit there. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, there was a lot going on that over here. You had the, the Fillmore East. Oh, yeah, Fillmore yeah, East, yeah. yeah. People lining up to get inside. The Electric Circus. The Electric Circus. I mean, some of the greatest bands. People yeah. don't even realize, you look at now, some of the greatest bands of all punk bands or just rock and roll bands, from Hendrix to... They all played these fucking yeah, places. Yeah, well, Hendrix had Electric Ladyland was yeah. up on 8th Street. Yeah. It was, I mean, there was a lot happening down here. Even though it was run down, there was still a lot, you know, like culture-wise, counterculture. Yeah, but this, culture. You know, this neighborhood used to be aimed for artists. If yes. you were an artist and musician, you would move into these right. theaters. Right. Well, that was, well, that it was, was a starving artist kind of thing. Yeah, because you could afford, afford, you could afford the rent. You could afford to pay the rent and still do stuff. And you didn't have you didn't have to like work fucking 40 hours right. to do so yeah to do right. so right. Right. Yeah. that's what was made attractive and that, that was what was attractive about this now let's uh, let's get into some of the the, the, the meat and potatoes here okay yeah is, yeah is, is, is you ran with uh, John Michelle Pascal yeah okay? yeah yeah uh, how'd you meet him I met him at City As in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. I had, I had, uh, you know, I transferred because I was, I was, graffiti was starting to become a problem, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay in school. So I ended up, me and a, a few other people ended up at, at uh, City As from Art and Design at City As yeah. School, yeah. and it was in its third year of it. It was an experiment. Yeah, it was an experiment. So. He was there for a similar reason. Not, not that he, he was, was not. From Brooklyn. He was from Brooklyn, and he was he had gone to to uh, Murrow, Edward R. Murrow, a pretty oh, good shit. school. Yeah, that's a very good so, school. Yeah, even even our design, our design was smart. no joke. Our design, no, our design was always a good school, school too. But it was a big graffiti school. Yeah. school. Yeah. So I don't know what he. I mean, what issues he probably just had. Like he was, you know. Yeah. He was hard to handle as a student. He, he, just, he, you know, he was very destructive. He was saying he was disrupted or disrupted, yeah. But he, because he was very independent. So I met him and we became good friends real quick. Because he was half Puerto Rican and we were kind of we, we related yeah. on, on that on that yeah. aspect. But he was not part of like the whole graffiti world. No, he wasn't. That's kind of something yeah. that I think a lot of people don't realize. I think that the, you know the, the story yeah, was, of Basquiat. They think he started out as a graffiti well, artist. Well, we did the same old graffiti, which yeah. was a, a change from, yeah. from regular like name right. and number graffiti. Right. It wasn't about that. It wasn't no. a tag. It wasn't like my styles, but it, you, it had nothing to do with with that 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 whole echelon of graffiti or that that aspect of that, graffiti. that same old tag I remember seeing it okay as a kid right but that was more like a, they were trying to send a message yeah, yeah we, were to, we, were, we, were, we were giving messages we were like same, making same commentaries old, same old meant what same old shit no right? it, it originally came from that word yeah. same old same old but it didn't mean anything oh. 
It was just the name of a cult that we wanted to like. We gave it. John gave it the name. I know what Dave Cable. You used to go to this um, this house, this loft in Tribeca. Right. And it was that story. I read that story. That's where the original word came. That's why we started using. And you guys would hang out with Elizabeth and her parents. I thought that was yeah, Juan Downey, his, his, his stepdaughter, uh, De La Madrid. But it wasn't, it didn't mean same old shit when, when, he, when we were no, doing it. When yeah. doing it. It was, it, was a, it was a joke yeah. that we had for a long time, yeah. calling shit same old, same old, same old. But by the time Jean-Michel changed, he gave it, he, he appointed same old to a, to, a, to a religion that didn't exist. He's just making shit up. Yeah. That, like a cult that... And we wanted to sell this cult that didn't exist That's and fantastic. spread it around like yeah. it was like it was some a real thing. And he called the same old because that word was <laughs> something we was we were saying it, it meant below. something to you guys. It meant something yeah. to us, and yeah. we thought it was funny. It was like, I oh, thought now, it was brilliant, man. Now the same old is a fucking religion, okay? Right, right, right. So that's right. where that, yeah. that's where the, the mis misconception I remember, about I it being. I remember seeing the tag around as a kid and being like, "What does that mean?" You know, it doesn't and, mean anything. It doesn't mean nothing. But you saw other tags, and you, and I kind of knew, like, yeah, all right, this, this guy from this street or this number. Right, right. right. But it then wasn't a person. And all of a sudden, it was same old. Well, who's same old? What's same old? We didn't know what, what it was. What is more like what is same old? Same old was, yeah. was this, well, like I said. Yeah, I remember being like, could be a guy or a girl. I don't know. They were created, <laughs> they were created a hype. This yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. They were all exactly. hype, man. And they yeah. said, we're going to create a hype and, and that, that nobody else knows. We got the same old. That's exactly. That was, we were so we were, we were, that was so different than what other people were doing, right? Cranberry and, and Sosa. Thank you very much. Keep, keep so it was, that's exactly what we yeah. did. We were playing with hype. And we were like being advertising guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. Madison Avenue. And it was so different. Right, right. You were like, that's, like but, Mad Men. But, but yeah. yeah, Mad Men. Yeah. But teenagers. And we thought it was... It was yeah. a good idea, and we wanted to see how far we can go with it. Yeah. yeah. Now, once you know, let's say once the same old thing was taken off, and you you were put it as many places as you could, right? When did it start to get the attention of of, of my bigger shot people? You know what I mean? First of all, same old. It only it only lasted right. from January of 1978 to about. Into early '79, but most of it was done. In some, of, some of it was left back, because I can remember. Yeah, seeing I mean, it no, I'm saying we yeah, was, when when was doing it, yeah. when we were most active, and it was it was uh, in December of 1978 at the Village Voice. We we met at at. Uh, the grassroots. Oh, yeah, this guy Philip Fat. We used to hang out there. Was there. Back in it was 18 years of drinking age. So yeah. You could drink beer. Yeah. Anyway, and get the pictures of beer and just. Yep. Yeah, anyway, it was great. Yeah. So we somehow met. Somehow Jean Michel got in touch with this guy Fafnir. He somehow I don't know. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. But he ended up meeting him, and we all met there. And started talking. We gave him the story. He offered us a hundred dollars, fifty dollars a piece, and we were like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah. Meanwhile, we had told. Thank you. We had told the uh, the Soho Weekly News that we were going to give them the story, and we just fucking like dissed them. Like, we just left them hanging and, and went for the money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so within a year. Within 12 months, a little under, I mean, 11 and a half months, since we, we wrote our first Samo, 
was when the, we, we were in the newspaper. So, so it was pretty good. I mean, pretty successful uh, ad campaign, if you will. You know. You guys did like a same old pamphlet. You did like a pamphlet with a bunch of people. That was like, the first you? week. Yeah. yeah. It came out. It came out. I got. I got copies of it. It came out in the um, in the school newspaper too. With like testimonials. What was the testimonials? I tried Samo and my life has changed. Samo's been very good to me. There's a guy in jail. I drew a guy in jail. He said, since I've been locked up, I'm catching up on my Samo. With numbers on his chest. It was funny. And all it was was hype. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it's just hype. It's a real hype, but it really worked for us. I like this one that I saw, Samo, because a war is simple and three letter word for business as usual. It's like holy shit. That's a new same one. That's the yeah. ones that I'm doing. Like I saw I that. that I, I Post, saw that. You know, I, uh, I'll just mention quick. He has an exhibit right now on, on Orchard Street at the. I, actually, I took it down yesterday. Oh, it's gone. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, it was only till October first. Oh, oh shit! shit. But, I didn't that. But no, thanks. But it was. Um, what are you doing now? That you're but, and so else? and beyond the street, I had work at Beyond the Streets also. Yeah. Oh wow! Which was a big uh, street art uh, slash graffiti culture. Um, uh, show of the, you know, which includes artists from from all over the United States and the world, and it's, uh, it's a seminal show of you know explaining the the street street art yeah. graffiti uh, phenomenon. So with Basquiat, once he started to take off, okay, you guys uh, obviously still stayed friends, right? All that, pretty much. Well, we had a period where, where we were hating on each other for yeah. a variety That's of like reasons. That's like everybody. Yeah, we were close friends, but, and I was like, fuck you, I want to do this. And, yeah. and we, but there was a lot of reasons. We were always okay. fighting at this point. You know how kids yeah. are. And he, he wanted to be a, uh, an artist, and which was fun. Yeah. Because he, he was very deliberate and determined and, and he was going to do stuff that was going to make it. Yeah. Jean-Michel was a very, very Dedicated. intelligent person, Dedicated, super smart, right? yeah. super assertive, didn't care about like what you had to say. wouldn't take um, negative uh, criticism, criticism and, and make it work against him. He would somehow channel it so that it would work for him. That's, that's what you gotta do. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I got into, I wanted to play music. I was going to ask you that. A I wanted, rumor I, that I started I learning for percussion. And all I that. heard a rumor. Yeah. The Batsky have made a painting for you, and you saw yeah. the painting for recording equipment. It's true. Is that it's true? That, that, I didn't I believe didn't, that. I, didn't, I did not buy drugs with that. No. That I believe I you. bought a Tascam 244, <laughs> two sets of head, uh, professional Sony headphones, and and, uh, and those early monitors that, that didn't need amps, yeah. Yeah. just like self-powered monitors, yeah. and a bunch of mics, all yeah. really good stuff. So it cost about, back then it cost about three grand. Yeah. And I, and I sold the painting for about three and a half grand. And I just recently rediscovered, like I know the owner, who, the, who owns that painting, yeah. and is now insured 
for $21 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, live and learn. Oh, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't fucking think about like, oh, I should have, should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't regret, you know, what are you going to do? I had, I had a blast with making the music, so, you know, yeah. one thing, anyway, so, say la vie, that's, that's what happened. What kind of music? Were you just going to be a DJ playing, or were you going to... No, 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 I was playing, like, like, like playing percussions for the percussion? I ended up, me and, me and Basquiat, did, uh, he, he produced that record for for two guys, one Ramel Z and K Rob, and and it was a hip hop record. Yeah, and I played hip-hop. I played all the percussion on. on oh that. wow! I, mean, I played with a lot of bands, but yeah. But that's one thing that that was that has lasting you know value and effect. Now, know? what's what's your memories? Maybe you can share one of uh, the TV party show. I was never. Oh, the only I was on. The, I was the, on one. I think twice. Yeah. One. What? But it was, but Jean-Michel was the cameraman, and I was yeah, like there with He the was girls, very involved with that. With, right? with, uh, he was friends with, 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 um, Glenn with Glenn O'Brien. Yeah. But I was there because I, I just happened to be with the, the girls from Paul Salama. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I had like two girls sitting on my lap, and, 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 um, and Jean-Michel's like, like, he's teasing me because we weren't really... You know, like we still weren't talking yeah. much, and he's like coming in with the camera and into me. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, I don't know if you remember it was a public access. Yeah, I remember the yeah. public access. Yeah, yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah, but that was my only experience with, with TV parties. I, I had a, I had, you know, I had a. <laughs> I had a TV show of public access. It was uh, back backyard wrestling. Really? People were getting fucked up. I had to stop it. Oh, man. <laughs> For thirty-five dollars, you can have your own show. That's wow. how much it costs. <laughs> I got I to share a little story. The other night, Monday night, me and my wife went over to Town Hall see the Debbie Harry book release party. Oh, for cool. Her, for her basic autobiography that's out. Yeah, cool. Now, Basquiat came up in the conversation, okay? Uh, she was on stage with Chris Stein. Yeah. And, you know, who made a, a little guest appearance? Fab Five Freddy. Okay. Okay, I haven't seen oh, him. Oh, shit, I haven't seen Fab Five Freddy. Freddy you know. And he came out on stage and brought him out, and there was a guy that was interviewing all three of them. And they shared a story about Basquiat and being on TV party and stuff like that. But Chris Stein, we, we, did you know them at all? No, I didn't know them. Okay. I met her once. Once, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Stein said that he bought the Basquiat, very early Basquiat painting, for $300 from it's Basquiat. True. Okay? It's true. And then Basquiat went around telling everybody how he ripped off Chris Stein. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know about, I don't know but I never okay. heard that but, and, and yeah and, and, and then he said he went a couple years later he sold the painting for like a, not might have been less than a couple of years like 10 grand and he, he bought drugs this time yeah. Yeah. you want to hear this guy I think you knew um, Spike Lee's little brother. Yeah, yeah Chris. Chris, me, Chris. Chris was, yeah, we, we, used to, we were friends. We used to write graffiti together and hang out. He was one of the guys who had to transfer from High School of Art and Design with me. Yeah? yeah I, you know what? It's funny because I just saw today, earlier, I saw their sister, Joa Lee. I saw her at the food co-op. Oh yeah. And we were talking real briefly. I I had spoken. I said it's me out. I mean, I spoke at, at Chris's funeral. Yeah. Chris passed a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, but yeah, but he was, you know, he, that, yeah, that was Spice Spike's younger brother. Right. So he was the, he was in the graffiti culture, right? He, he, he big, he, time. Like, big time, big time, right? Yeah. What was his tag name? Shadow. Shadow. That's what the Shadow nice, was. Yeah, he had a nice style, a, a very nice tag oh, style. Man. He, was, he was friends with a lot of the Upper West Side writers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question: Do you ever had beef with other taggers? Did they wrote on your shit or something like that? Everybody had like beef. That? But it, well, I don't. I didn't have any famous beef, you okay. know, like any war or anything. All right. But we always had like the video artists were always like it's like right. any kid stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, like yo, yo, you, 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 you wrote too close to me, whatever, some what dumb shit. Yeah. But I never had anything like like major. No. You know the guy that still does here, but he did like the mirror for um, Night Sky Eddie Chino. You know Chino? I met Chino a couple of times. He's from the LES. Okay? It, yeah. yeah, he does the portraits. He does a lot of portraits. You remember what was there before that, right? Which one? Before the kiss? What was yeah. there? No, I was going to say the kiss. The yeah, kiss? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember I the kiss. I, I love the kiss. The one, no, there was nothing oh, before I that. think it was. I'm um, Houston. Uh, uh, yeah, but I think Danny uh, uh, Revolt did the one of. of uh, of the, of the Clash. Of the, oh, right here down yeah, the street. Yeah, oh, yeah, Joe Strummer. Yeah, 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 it is Joe Strummer. It is Ramon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ramon, Danny. I, I've known him since, Danny. Yes. Danny. I've known him since high school. Yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew him when he didn't like with me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Have you, ever, have you ever drawn like any character, uh, comic book characters or people do, like that? I used to do cartoons and, and, and caricatures. I still do every now and then just for laughs. But professionally, no. I mean, I I, I aspired to when yeah. I was in school, and I, I could do it if I. I mean, I I'm out of practice. Yeah. But I do have a, a style for it. Yeah. And some of the stuff is pretty funny. Oh, I, yeah? look, I look through my old drawings. <laughs> some of them are funny, you know. I mean, and you know, we can be our, our harshest critics sometimes. Oh yeah. You ever think of putting that stuff out? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, yeah, just, just to see what happens. Here right now. Here right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What do you think of a guy like Stan Lee that made a career doing comics? Like, what, what were you for him? We all worship Stan Lee as, as kids. Oh, even you, a guy? Yeah, I, I love Marvel Comics. I like Spider-Man. I like Submariner. I like The Hulk. I like Silver Surfer. Uh, Luke Cage when the first Luke Cage remember uh, Luke Cage this is the Luke Cage this is the Luke Cage they, 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 they shot uh, Jessica yeah. Jones and they, yeah, yeah Jessica Luke Jones but, but uh, yeah I, mean, I had the first first uh, in the 70s the first Luke Cage uh, I don't know what I did he was he was known as Power Man when he first came Later. Bruce Cage Power Man it was, yeah. it was Luke Cage and then he got this persona called the Power Man. That was later because he yeah. was at first it was Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. Hero for Hire, yeah. 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 I, I, I love that. I had the that. first two or three copies. Yeah. And like like oh like seven like early seventies. Yeah. 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 I, I, he was like one of the real first black. He was black the heroes. first black real black hero. And then yeah. they introduced like Falcon and everybody else, but Luke Cage was like the, was first, the first like one. holy yeah, shit, yeah. this motherfucker. He was it was like yo, we got to give black people equal time on the comics. Yeah. Everybody was white. Yeah, they were, yeah. people yeah. were noticing. Except, that. except the Hulk, he was green. Green. <laughs> Originally, he was gray, because yes. they didn't have that green color. They didn't really? Have the color. And then yeah. they made like him green. Yeah, yeah. I used to love, I used to love to, to draw with inks and all that stuff. Yeah. We all came. As a matter of fact, Joe Jusco, who used to do covers for, for, for Marvel, yeah, he was. He went to school. He went from first grade. 
to, to high school art and design until I got kicked out. So Holy I was shit. Yeah, but he's another guy I knew all my life. And he became a Marvel comic. Dude wow. was doing those drawings since day one. Bro. Since day one? Wow. Day one. One of those kids that's like, I'm going to do this. And it's like it's like I got a cousin who wanted to be an airplane pilot. Yeah. He's, he flies airplanes with Delta. You know? <laughs> since he was a little kid. I had a buddy of mine too. Like, I had a little kid. I want to be a you fireman. Know what, you know when he went to aviation high school in Queens? Yeah. He went to aviation and he I had a couple of friends that went to aviation. The whole Nieves family. Everyone of those motherfuckers. Wow. And they worked with fucking aviation. One of them. Work for uh, repairing airplanes. Wow. Mechanics, yeah. Yeah, because that's what the teacher did. The teacher had to fly, how to be a mechanic, how to do the whole thing. For, and it's amazing that, yeah. the, you know. And it's, a good, it's another, you know what? New, everybody talk about New York. New York, so, hey, what's up? New York New York got some of the best schools that people don't hey, realize. Yeah. I think it, a lot of those vocational schools were, were when we were growing up. That's another thing about New York. Not that's not, that, that not shit there. don't exist like well, it did. The whole, yeah. Well, the, yeah. nobody wants to go. Right, that's it's a problem. different world. We're not I mean, an industrial everybody... country anymore. Yeah, Back then, we were like, and it was a working class city. Right. Yeah. This ain't, it ain't that. It's service it, based. It's, that's it's fucking, it's like, so yeah. It's I don't like know what we are anymore. Technology, it's just, yeah. times have changed, so but nobody's, nobody wants to well, be a know fucking something? auto mechanic anymore. You, know, you want to know something else? It's, it's got to come back because all the guys that are technicians, oil mechanics, plumbers, okay, they're all older. They're all going to retire. There's nobody to back them up. All right. Well, you need. You're always going to need carpenters, plumbers, yeah, electricians, but, but, fucking guys that cut your hair. The uh, new generation don't want to do it themselves. They don't even want to plunge a bathroom. They don't even want to plunge a bathroom. They don't know how. They don't know how to change a tire. You know. I mean, it's just like yeah. that's just the way of the world. I mean, we, well, I, I think. I mean, they're already saying not everybody can be a fucking rocket scientist. No, of course not. You need someone's got to clean the shit around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is, is the the, the young kids, anybody below thirty. Doesn't want to do hard work. Okay, they don't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah, but you know and what? Somebody's gonna have somebody, to do it. Yeah, well, that's why we got a lot of problems that we have. So. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. What would you say to new kids that want to come into the art world? What, yeah. what kind of what kind of recommendation will you give them? To to come into the art world. Right? Oh, be oh, oh, they art, don't forget about the art world. You don't want to come into the art. No, you want to you be want to create. Create, you want yeah. To create right. something. Let the art work up to you. Yeah. In a way. You want to make something and do it super well before you start like trying to sell it. You know. Don't try it because that's the one of the big problems is people want to people people want to get paid before they fucking finish a product. Yeah. They that's the new generation. They, yes. they want fame, fortune, but that's the that's the that's the end game. You gotta make something. You gotta. What are you famous for? Yeah. You can't just like. I mean, you gotta be refined and and, and, and have your whatever the hell it is, yeah. dude. If you if you make straws, make the best fucking straws on planet Earth. I always say that. If you wanna make a burger, just make a burger, but make it the best That's fucking burger right. ever. It's <laughs> it's about craft and about like yeah. like 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 just you know. Get refining your skills and make, making whatever it is that you do, do it to the, the best, best as you can. Hone it to, to, the, to the finest. And then, then you, you can worry about like, you know, selling it. But first, you've got to ha have that something underneath your belt. You just can't, you know, like, be, you know, like, attracted to, like, the, the, the reward without having anything to, you know. I mean, you got to run the race in order to get to, you know, to get the trophy. 
Wow, that's you know what? That's a great that's advice. That, that is great advice. You know what the problem? We live in a we live in a culture that everybody want to get satisfied now. Nobody want to work. People yeah, just want to instant gratification. Right. No, you got to work for it. It's part of it's part of the whole like it's technology and the cell yeah. phones and everything else. Yeah. So it's this thing, you know. It's just like as a result, it's it's people think that. think that it's just everything's instant, instant, instant. Let me tell you, I still remember when I had to do a report. And I had to hold my ass to the library and get books to, out to get and books out and you actually learn something. Now yes. you got now you got your phone. You yeah, get you a just report. copy, you look like copy, copy paste, whatever, and, and copy, so. paste, and then print. <laughs> and you didn't write or read it. You don't learn anything. You're 100 percent right. Try to get try to get that A by copy paste. We snatch up like it actually reads it. Like oh wow, this guy fucking actually. I remember running late. Oh my god, the library closed. Half an hour, I gotta get there. It's crazy. I mean, it's such a change of the world. You know? Then you get there and the book's gone. You know what's the other thing that's crazy? As a kid, I never had a snow day. As a kid, do you no. ever have a snow no. day? No, no. What the no. fuck? What's a snow no. day? Snow day. Go out and shovel snow. Yeah, but well, yeah, it was after school. Okay. But I mean, go out and shovel snow. These people today, they cross for like, they cross like for three, four inches no. of snow. It's ridiculous. We never had. Dude, when it's snow. Oh, but we used to make igloos. Yeah. Like that would say, here's your snow boots. Here's your jacket. I'll see you later. Go to school. Go to school. What do you mean snow day? I never heard of this. It was, like, this I would, be, uh, I would have the radio the on. I would have the radio on, listening to like you know ten ten or something, right? And they'd be saying, "Oh yeah, uh, Nassau County School District closed. So if can, city schools open. <laughs> yeah, city uh, school. Why can't I live out there? The thing is, yeah, I, the, I mean, any it's it's like. Talk about conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah. It's like they're trying to make people really weak. W- wimpy. Yeah. Wimpy. No, we, it's like, we always talk about this. <laughs> it's, it's like the, they're it's planning the pussy- pussification of America. Yeah, the pussification. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. what it is. True. That to true. me is, is like, like planting a seed of, of oh, yep. you can't go out there. No. You'll never survive. Right, right, right. Like, right. They're trying yes. to make you a fucking weakling. But exactly. Well, they can control you better. Viking culture that would have kicked your head off. Oh, I mean, no, you, you would have been left, you would have left to die somewhere. Guys, <laughs> nice, check out. You know what? You know how the older they keep it, the more. You know what, people? They keep it. The easier they make it, the more they know what you're doing. Yes. The easier your metro well, because, car, because your you credit card. Oh, they forget that. Tra- they're tracking now, you. You leave now, it you. That, that that new thing. That, that new that thing with the phone. Oh yeah. Oh hell no. I don't want. I don't want to do it. They're gonna force it. Oh, to take the train, you put phone. your phone. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? No, 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 no. Moni or M O N? I don't know. Bro, that's a tracking but, device. But, yeah, but wait till the people start getting mugged because they take out the phone. <laughs> some, fucker, some fucker from China. Yo, I've seen the homeless shit. motherfuckers with fucking with like oh, yeah. fancy it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So that that shit. Don't, nobody wants your phone anymore. It's unbelievable. It's true. But you know what? Now people don't carry cash. If you you can't be a strip club kid no more because all you're going to tell you have a gun. It's over. Stick ups, forget it. Stick ups, what? You get three dollars and a debit card. Now you got to be a cyber thief, man. Yeah, that's that's where the money is. The guys that the guys that are sticking around by the ATMs, hacking into you know, getting your pin number. Yeah, you actually got to be a smart guy not to really start fucking. You can't be like a street kid. You can't be dumb street kid. No, you'll never do it. You might beat the guy. 
gonna kill him, but you ain't gonna get no money. Wise guys, all the all tough guy shit. No, it's just a different. It's on a different level. And you know what? I you know what I told somebody the reason so many of these people are getting busted because people actually became more honest. There's more honest people and there's more honest before nobody was that honest. They're like, oh, fuck that. You know? couldn't trust it. <laughs> no, 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 it, it was, it was like, almost better that, that way. You know it what? Was, it was better that way. Like, I'm, I'll tell you right now, that shit's ingrained in me. I'm like, I, I talk to, I talk to, to like people that I get involved with, like on a business level. Yeah. And there's always this thing, like, I don't trust this motherfucker. You know? It's always yeah. a little doubt. It's always a, a, head, a sense right? of doubt. Yeah. And, it's all, and the way I always thought of it was, like, some healthy doubt. Yeah. Like, it's good yeah. not to... Because I, I can't turn my back on... You know that? Because that's what happens. Is yeah, you turn you, you like... You know what right. happened? The night of the opening over at... at on Orchard Street. Yeah. There was a bunch of us. A bunch of guys from the Bronx, the Lower East Side, all of them, you know, New York guys. But somebody came in because we all let our guard down, walked off with a, a gift that somebody had given me and a, a bag with these two cheapo speakers. Wow. They walked off and nobody, we didn't even see it. Yeah. And wow. it was like, oh shit, we let our guard down. And a bunch of New Yorkers, bro. And we was just like, but that's how it's got. That's it's yeah. got yeah. That's what happened. You, you, let me tell you, back in the days, I used to love my drug dealers in my neighborhood. They would protect your area. Yeah, they yeah, would fucking, if your mother came with a grocery, they would help your mother. Yeah, it was, it was a whole different. street right here, was, yeah. was, that was, if you lived here, you were safe. You yeah. know how many yeah. times? Hey, kid, can you make a delivery for me? You would have said, oh, you know what it was. Yeah. They would hit you up for $20, $10. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Oh. And yeah. would, that was the way. Hey, kid, can you do me a favor? Can you take this thing? And nobody ever heard kids, and you would do your thing right. or whatever, and yeah. that's all it was. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, you know what? Because they knew nobody, who they were dealing with. And everybody and nobody met you. you. Yeah. Yeah, right, no, this and was, it was all, a this was all yeah. locked down over here, and, and oh, everybody was, had your back. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was that. You don't have that. It was, that a, well, it was a sense of neighborhood. It was totally okay. a sense of. You know, we don't people, have that anymore. You know what? I live in my building. I don't know all my don't neighbors. Know I know like nobody maybe two neighbors, yeah, yeah. Nobody, and I've been living in my building twenty like, years. I, like I worked in, in just about every apartment in two nineteen. Yeah, I knew everybody. You know, and everybody knew me. Yeah, like it's it's him. Yeah, whatever. It's crazy so now. It's a change. Not anymore. No, it's a now different world. I don't know world. how the fucking people there. And, and nobody says hello. Oh, yeah. I miss all New York. Like, well, sometimes I look at it. I mean, well, like, well, it's not what I... No, it had its... It had its... Like, I mean, yet, like, we, it was dangerous, but it was also... It was a, a better sense of community, a stronger sense of community. No, it was dangerous, right. but you know what? If you lived there, it really, it really no, wasn't dangerous. You know where not to go. You want to go to Chinatown at 10 o'clock? You would disappear. <laughs> yeah. My mother told me. Chinatown had, had, had like mad rats. I just remember yeah. that. But my mother said, you, you can hang out as late as you want. I don't want you to go to Chinatown. But people disappeared. Back then, people disappeared in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. I don't then. know what happened, but they were well, ended up in the low main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually it's because they, they owed money for like yeah. betting or something. Well, yeah. and, and also the, the whole underworld in, China, in Chinatown, nobody understands. Oh, it was yeah. different. Yeah, I remember mean, that back when then, the ghost shadows and all that. Oh yeah, the gold channels, the, 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 the KP posse, yeah, the dragon. And nobody yeah, dragon. wanted them because you couldn't. You the ghost dragons. What the hell was going on? Yeah, it was crazy. But those, but I'll tell you what, the Chinese were usually, unless you were like in some mob type shit, 
But it was usually Chinese against Chinese. Yeah, they yeah. stuck together. Yeah. And they fought each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They kept themselves yeah. in that area. Yeah. You know, they didn't come over here. Right. I, I thought that was amazing. But, uh, but you know what? what? Let me tell you, I grew up in Hell's Kitchen on 37th Street in Mine Valley. I was born in Hell's Kitchen. So, to me, I, my parents used to take people. When visitor came, my parents used to take people to the peak show, to yeah. the to the show world, to this, show to world. that. They showed them like the dice was born of New York, and people loved it that. Was like, it was like, hey, it's, it's I, remember, I remember the first day I got my fake ID in oh, yeah. Playland. Playland. I got a fake ID in Playland, and I went to show world. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like 15 years old. Nobody cared back there. Uh, they sent you like Billy's Topless. You remember Billy's yeah, Topless? Of course, Billy? Oh my Stop God, that was great. It was yeah. a dive bar. Yeah. What, 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 what was it? Then it was Then they changed it. Remember they changed it? It was Billy's Topless. Topless. And then it became a fucking bagel shop. If this bagel shop was at 25th Street, it was like 25th or 26th on 6th Avenue. It was right in the corner. 7th Avenue or 6th Avenue? 6th Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near Dave's. Days, 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 uh, army, army, yeah, it's a bar, yeah, it's a bar there. Yeah, I just remember. The bagel shop is still there. Oh, yeah, I just remember that was a great place. You go there, and the Budweiser were like three bucks. It was like a bad bar, yeah. I have friends at the Baby Dog. Oh, the Baby Dog? Oh, my street of Frank and Seal. Does anybody remember the place Whitey? You used to go like in Brooklyn, and they have one like in Brooklyn. You go there, you be like, it was like bad. You can figure the girls wasn't it, and everything wasn't there for Whitey's and, and, and Queens, like like in Corona. Yeah, there was one there that too. Place. There was yes, that. It was I the same. That it was, there was, they yeah. changed the they changed. Cha- uh, was, yeah. It was like off Roosevelt Avenue. <laughs> I remember that place. That shit. That shit was there. Even in like 96, 97. Yeah, they, I remember that. There was a bar somewhere over here called Cokies. Cokies way, it was a Coke bar. Oh, shit, it was called Cokies? <laughs> you know what? That was Brownie and Save the Robot. They used to have Save the Robot. Save the Robot. I used to practice. We, one of the, the last group of guys that I played music with, we had the keys to Save the Robot. I used to work with Denis and all those guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Save the Robot was uh, after, 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 after you know, we, I mean, we, we were friends with Denise. Oh, Denise, yeah. Denise the, the yeah. Of Save the Holy shit. shit. So we, we used to go there all the time. And, and yeah, we were all buying the you know, you know who used to promote you this shit? You know who used to promote this shit out of Save the Robots? Okay, and we wore a shirt all the time. Fucking Joey Ramon. Oh yeah. Okay. He used to always, and, and I'd be like, I'd be like, what is that? You know, and then I found out what it was. I was like, all right. Yeah. Did, you, did, did you know the, the security people at Save the Robots? Did you know Mark? No, you know what? I probably knew a bunch of people, but you know what? I'm so I'm so burned out that for a long time. But I went the first time Save the Robot opened. Cause that used to be something else. Then it became Save the Robot. And you would go there at night, and they would check you pretty good before yeah, you go yeah. in no, there. They didn't play. They and didn't then play. they play. But we before that, we used to go to Brownies before it became high. But Brownie was the place that if you curse, you can do you can do cocaine, you can do whatever. If you curse, if, if you curse, you can't you, 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 you watch your mouth. Watch your fucking mouth, buddy. Yeah. 
that's the way it you was. Can, you can do a line of coke on the that's, table. That was Dude, you can do anything. You can smack somebody around, then, but if you say "fuck you," I don't know. When they cleaned up brownies and they opened up the new brownies, yeah, where they, there was that guy six, half Chinese, half Irish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I drank. I used to drink. Uh, I was drinking back then. I, I, I drank. I remember drinking so much fucking Guinness that I got carried. My friends carried me. Out. Wow. <laughs> You know, like they, yeah, they yeah. care literally, but um, that was later in Brown. Yeah, but then, that was, yeah, that then, it, then it closed and then became a high five. High five. Yeah. But you know, like now it's now, now it's uh, Coney Island. Uh, now it's uh, whatever. It's a new name. Coney Island baby. But let me tell you, this neighborhood, you would come here, you would hang out different places. There was so much activity to do. Oh, like you, yeah, you, know, you can go to Coney Island High, you can go to CBGB, you there can go shows. here, you can go everywhere. You know, there was shows every night. Was, was, and Continental, there was shows yeah. every night. What the fuck happened? Well, <laughs> everything went online. <laughs> everything went online. And this generation, you know, yeah. it's over. Bro. It's like I feel like a dinosaur almost. Like, we, well, look, we the, are the three of us <laughs> sitting here, we're like, we're fucking almost extinct. <laughs> All right? I mean, it, does, it doesn't exist anymore. We're talking about 30 years ago. We're 25 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and more, so, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been it, a no, no one can, I mean, look, half the people of... Look, look straight ahead. Yeah, right? kids. A dozen of these people, yeah, 20 good. years ago, they'd be fucking slicing <laughs> some pieces over there. Okay? No, 20 years ago, they would have been helped for ransom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would have like your doctor father's yeah. going to pay like several thousand dollars to get them out. But the, the worst part, <laughs> the cops would stop and say, all right, pull over. And what are you guys doing Why are you doing here? Yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. I, I never forget that. Why, why, what are you why doing? Why are you here? I came with a buddy of mine, and he bought drugs. Two minutes, we come out of the project, they are, woo, woo, woo. Oh, what are you doing? If you had Jersey Place, and you came down you the got block, over. you were done. It was over, bro. But you had Jersey, you had Pennsylvania, you had a bunch of places yeah. over the place coming in. And you know, any out-of-state place, because yeah. they were like, these guys come to buy drugs. Yeah. That was the only yeah. reason to be That's over That's the yeah. only fucking reason yeah. to be over and then you, you know what? You got smacked, you got cracked. You got, it's the same thing like in, like in Hell's Kitchen. There were certain places, there were drug dens. There was just apartment with whatever yeah, the fuck what, you wanted. That's the only reason that you're there. They used to line up over here, bro. Yeah. Yep. They had fucking li line up. Like people standing in line like, what, like to get welfare cheese oh, yeah. to get fucking heroin. Yeah, Hell, you might know this. You, you remember La Bolita. Bolita, bolita people who played numbers? Yeah, Bolita. I had an uncle from Lady Wall who sold Bolita. There was a health kitchen, there was a place where everybody, in the front there was a bodega. You went to the door, back of the door, there were table guys, and then you picked your number. So for $1, you want $600 if you got the number straight. Or you could combo. It was, it was somebody insane. Somebody would come, somebody would come the way out, right? It was a place on 100 and... and Third Street like that, and Bolita, it's, it's called Policy. Yeah, you know, they, that's what Trent There were places here too, or oh, there were guys on the street that would sell you La Bolita. Yeah, La Bolita numbers. They were numbers, numbers yeah. yeah. And sometimes it was an old lady even doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just any, anybody sell numbers. It was crazy, man. It was yeah. a different time. Now Policy. Now we got, the, you know what, the lot of you guys smart. Fuck it, let's make, make the money. <laughs> make it legal. Support the sports betting, right? They killed that whole thing. Who the hell? 
the, the, that just started in Harlem in, in, the, in like the, 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 the 20s. No, oh, oh 20s. yeah, yeah, of course. Right. It was way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the early, like yeah. Bumpy Johnson, pre Bumpy Johnson came wow. out of that, that whole yep. thing yep. and, and forced it. But, but it started with policy. Yeah, wow, yeah. man. That, like the gamble. The, the mafia one, the, 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 the Italian mob got into Harlem because they wanted a piece of the policy. Yeah, right. they, was, they were making so Dude, much that money. that was a lot of money the first to millionaires, be like the big gangster millionaires in Harlem were, were because of Bolita. Bolita, yeah, so wow, the policy. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I even get what people making, they had houses making, they must have made like over a million dollars in a week. And they probably didn't even pay that much out. Okay. Right, and it was right. all cash, no yeah, government, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I remember when these places would get busted, they would get destroyed, the cops would arrest them. Within three days, it was back open. Somewhere else, all right? <laughs> no, same place, it was back yeah. open. It was, it was paying off cops, man. Yeah, that's what pretty much was. The only time they bust you is when they got a new captain. That captain didn't get his pension. Yeah, 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 he had to make a, a, a splash. Yeah, yeah it was dude, New, yeah. New York it was, was a whole different yeah, world. It was a whole different world. Hey, if you had a bar, the cop come in, give you $200 a week, you would never have a problem. Right, 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 right. You could have a 12-year-old that's on top of the bar drinking. It was, it was crazy. I remember going to Rudy's when I was 15 years old, Rudy's Bar and Grill. And I would pick up beer for my dad because they would give my dad these buckets. Hey, he's here. I'm full with me on Sunday. I would just go there. He said, just put them in the bucket. Like a bunch of... Yeah. Oh, like they, when they had the blue law. Where you yeah. Buy, you when you couldn't buy. do it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And you used you to get me a few buckets. <laughs> Man, we'll try to pour your Sunday. They'll be hard liquor. Yeah, you just go in, they put the tap in the bucket, right? No, they, they give us bottles, bottles or whatever. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah, you can buy beer. Yeah. You can buy beer, but you couldn't buy liquor. Yeah. Right. And, you had to, and the beer, you had to wait till 12 o'clock. Till 12 o'clock. Right. Yeah. I remember in the stores having the deal with that. There was a, a, a Muslim uh, Arab deli over here. And that guy would not sell you beer on a Sunday morning. Oh, no. He would not sell it. And I used to go there because I used to drink Valentine ale. Yeah. And I would go there. He would not let, he, would, he said, no, you got to come back. And Wasn't Valentine Very Air the sponsor of the Mets back in the day? Yes. For a while, <laughs> in the 60s, I think. I drink, me and Basquiat drank a lot of Valentine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to drink a lot of old English back in the day. Yeah, no, he made it. 45. It tasted funny. It tasted funny. That shit blind, get your blind headache. You get, you get wrecked with that. That shit fucking goes right to yeah. you. That fucks you up. Yeah, so, yeah. guys, yep. I hate to say it, I have to uh, <laughs> cut the show off. Yep. This was like, it was I gotta awesome, say, this, you're fantastic. Oh, man. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, brother. <laughs> Dude, this is the first time, like, I actually wanted to puke before the show. I was that nervous <laughs> about you coming on the show. You're like oh, really? a huge on, person, man. dude. Nah, you're like yeah. you're like a fucking legend, man. You're yes. like a fucking yep. the real deal. Yep. Yep. I saw a documentary on you um, where you went to uh, St. Louis and it was very yeah, good. Yeah, I love that. I that, yeah, that was that was wonderful. And you talked to this guy. Um, so I'm hopefully you know I'm I'm like you right now. I'm trying me and him. I'm trying to find on crap. We're pretty sure we're on. And we're trying to build something that hopefully will make something. So that's what we're trying to get saying. And, and, and I'm doing an archive. Yeah. I'm doing an archive of my show. I'm trying to get more and more show. 
and we're starting to reach some people. It's starting to get more and more popular every week. So I'm glad that you came out and showed you're like a true New Yorker. And, and, and we want you to stay in touch. If you yeah, guys stay in touch, on, yeah. let us know. We'll plug yeah, it for yeah. you. Oh, yeah, okay. emails. Emails. Oh, yeah. I'm going to well, probably start, start working on my memoirs. Oh, so right. that's, yeah. I'd like to promote yeah. that. If, if, you know, if when you're going to have you let me know. We want to come. Hey, it's been a pleasure, bro. It's been Email him anytime with any projects you got, and we will blast it. Like, we got about 10,000 listeners. I'm trying to grow it to a lot more and get people out there, you know? Yeah. All right, brothers. All right. Well, what do we always say? We don't get drunk. We get lumped up. (laughs) Have a nice day. Fuck everybody. We'll see you next week. All right.